From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. The State of the Union can give a lame duck president one last chance to take a nationally televised victory lap, but that may not be possible for Barack Obama will have to temper his rhetoric on Tuesday night to address the concerns of voters still anxious about the economy and the constant threat of terrorism. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ reporter David Lerman. You write the president actually has quite an economic record to tout. Unemployment's down, budget deficits have been tamed, the auto industry's back, but he has to acknowledge public angst, right? Yeah, Adriel, it's a tough it's a tough road for him to to walk here because on the one hand, as you say, the basic economic indicators are pretty good. But on the other hand, the public isn't feeling that. I mean, the polls show that there's unease in the country. You've got candidates out there now like Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders just telling everybody the country's going to hell. And they still haven't recovered to the point where we were before the 2008 recession. Median income hasn't recovered. The growth in wages isn't as high as it used to be. So people are uneasy and they feel that. So even if the basic indicators are strong, it's not going to work for Obama the way it did, I think, for Bill Clinton, say. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that the brittle mood is heightened by rhetoric coming from the campaign trail. How, how much of that is influenced by Trump and, and Senator Sanders, uh, who play, portrays himself as anti-establishment, even though he's a senator? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, Donald Trump is out there every day on TV telling you that everything's going to, to hell in a handbasket and only I can make the country great again, which implies that the country is not great right now and it's having all this trouble. And you have Bernie Sanders from the other side of the spectrum saying, look, the rich are getting richer and, and the middle class is being left behind and we have to bust the big banks and everybody here is getting screwed and I'm the guy who can help you, feeding on voter anxiety. So that really works against the Obama narrative, which is we've done pretty well after inheriting this massive recession. Now, on foreign policy, Obama has been burned more than once after he made optimistic statements that were undercut by world events. That was certainly the case with the Islamic State. How does he take credit for progress in this area? Yeah, he's really been wrestling with how to describe his war on terrorism. You know, just in November when he said ISIS is now contained, boy, he got burned by that because just a day later we had the terrorist attacks in Paris where over 100 people were gunned down. Now, his comment, I think, was taken out of context. He meant contained in Iraq and Syria. He was describing a geographic containment there. But nonetheless, he was really hurt by that. So on the one hand, he wants to sort of stress to people that, hey, we're making good progress against Islamic State. On the other hand, he knows if he goes too far in claiming success, any day something can happen, like the San Bernardino attacks, and he looks like he's been caught off guard and unprepared. I think he's trying to modulate that rhetoric a little bit now, but there's no easy answer to that because no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. We know the president's had a hard time keeping his composure when he talks about gun safety and the mass shootings that have happened during his time in office. Uh, you write there's room for a president to take on this issue in a dramatic fashion, but the experts you spoke to think the odds are low that Obama will actually do that, right? Well, yeah, I think, you know, it may have changed a little bit given how how uh, emotional Obama got in his White House announcement the other day, seeking tighter background checks on gun buyers. 
uh, where he was holding back tears, and that made some impact. But by his nature, he's not an emotional guy. He's very temperate normally. And he also, look, he knows that he's not going to get much out of this Republican Congress in his last year in office. So if he makes an all-out pitch for dramatic gun control, which his current proposal really is not, he knows that it's dead on arrival in this Congress, and that just makes him look weaker. So I think that would be an argument for him not to go full bore on this in the State of the Union. As you say, there's a broader trust issue between Obama and this Congress uh, that'll probably prevent any consensus on other issues like immigration or taxes. Uh, Are there any areas you see where they could actually work together in his final year? Uh, You mentioned your piece of criminal justice reform. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, I think analysts agree that that legislatively this will be a very meager uh, achievement this year. Obama himself cited two issues he hoped to work on this year in his closing press conference last month. He cited trade, the the big Trans-Pacific Partnership deal that he hopes to get ratified. Uh, And that one's an uphill battle because Republicans really don't want to touch that this year because they'd rather wait at least till after the election. And the other one is criminal justice reform, as you say. They might be able to do that. You've heard some bipartisan talk about measures that would reduce uh, sentencing for nonviolent offenders. Um, But on the other hand, that's not a dramatic initiative. It's not a major initiative because most crime is, you know, people are incarcerated in state prisons. The numbers affected by, by federal crimes are fairly low. It might be more of a symbolic pitch to change the tone of criminal justice reform that states could emulate. That's probably about it. During some of the president's past State of the Unions, there's been real palpable tension in the chamber between he and the congressional Republicans. Um, We're hearing this year some lawmakers may not attend. What do you think the mood may be like in the House chamber? Oh, I think it'll be mostly respectful. This is his final State of the Union in all likelihood. But you know, there's no love lost here. This is not going to be a love fest for Barack Obama, history-making aside. The Republican-controlled Congress is pretty much fed up with him. They're tired of him, and I think it'll show. And if you look at the partisan tensions that the year began on, I mean, the first act of the House Republicans was another bill to repeal most of Obamacare, and Obama, in turn, ticked the Republicans off by trying to do gun control with an with a executive order. So both sides are at each other's throats already. That doesn't mean there'll be open warfare in the chamber, but it's not going to be a love fest. Some of the experts you've spoken with indeed say the last year is often for any president a legislative dead zone, and there's little to be gained from talking about legislative initiatives in this speech. So how else can he influence policy? Well, that'll be the thing, I think, to look for Tuesday night the most. He knows there's not much he can offer legislatively. What he can do, I think, is try to begin burnishing his own legacy to set the tone for his presidency as people think about him looking back and to set the stage for what he hopes will be a Democratic successor. He can help set the tone that he wants in the coming election and maybe sharpen the, the Democratic message going forward in the fall. CQ reporter David Lerman on President Obama's final State of the Union address. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CQ Now, and you can download our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. <laughs>